Are you someone who is fascinated by all the pregnancy, childbirth, and motherhood stuff few people talk about because they're too embarrassed? If so, welcome to the motherload of all things taboo, or at least really wild and interesting. The Asking for a Pregnant Friend podcast is based off the book of the same name and dives in to all of the pregnancy, birth, and mothering topics that make many people blush or scratch their heads. I do all the boring research so you don't have to and bring you interviews with the leading experts and the topics I cover. I also share all the things about myself, Bailey Gaddis. I'm all about TMI. You'll also hear stories from brave women who gave permission to have their stories shared. So come along, my friend, on a journey into the beautiful underbelly of making, growing, and raising babies. I was slugging through my day, doing new mom stuff, feeling tired, and then bam, it happened when I was giving my son a bath. I I thought it would be so easy for his head to slip below the water and never come back up. The the thought sent this this violent shock through my body um, that like made me physically flinch. I was like, what the hell? Where did that thought come from? Is that something I'm thinking of doing? Am I just like connecting with how insanely vulnerable my baby is? Am I starting to go crazy from the pressure of of keeping this completely defenseless, defenseless human alive? I I pushed I pushed the thought aside, um, and I went on with my day. And then it happened again. I was walking with my son in the baby carrier on a sidewalk on a busy street, and I thought, what if we just like stepped off the curb? A car would immediately hit us. It would be like so easy for catastrophe to to happen. So easy for me to cause this catastrophe. Um. And, you know, I <laughs> I had to walk far away from the curb because I was so afraid of this thought. I was like almost scraping the fence because I was like, I just couldn't stand right next to the curb. And yeah, so I started to think, um, am I depressed? You know, like, why? Why am I having these thoughts? I can't. I can't think of anything that would be more horrible than something bad happening to my baby. So so why am I having thoughts about traumatic things happening to my baby? And looking back, it's like not surprising. <laughs> but at the time, I just like couldn't reconcile the two. It's like, well, I, I thought, well, if I actually don't want anything bad to happen to my baby, then I shouldn't be having these thoughts. Um, and you would you would think that I would have asked somebody about this, right? But I but I didn't. I was too afraid that I would be told that I had some like fatal flaw, that it wasn't safe for my baby to be with me. So I I held it in. I kept having these thoughts, um, and every time I did, I would try really really hard to distract myself. And and luckily, about you know six months in, about six months after my son was born, these thoughts 
got less intense and eventually they, they just went away. And I never thought much more about them and still until I started teaching childbirth prep classes and a few really, really brave women started asking me about their own scary thoughts. And I realized, you know, I, I was not the only one. Um, and I started reaching out to perinatal mental health specialists that I know. And, and they told me that these thoughts are so normal that actually almost all new moms have these scary thoughts. And these experts, this is really important. They, they helped me recognize that feeling like something horrible was about to happen didn't mean that it was actually going to happen. It, it was just a false thought triggered by, by fact, by the fact that, you know, my newborn was so vulnerable that I was almost entirely responsible for keeping him alive. And the same goes for, you know, most of the other women having these scary thoughts. And according to the the primary therapist that I saw at the time when I was going through this, you know, what I experienced was actually pretty mild. Unfortunately, some women get so buried in these nightmarish thoughts about their baby that they can barely function. And, you know, one of the most frightening mental phenomena some parents experience is thoughts of intentionally or accidentally harming or even killing their child. Um, and this is something called intrusive thoughts. You know, a lot of the thoughts I had were just like about all the horrible things that could happen. But I, in most of the, the cases, I wasn't actually having thoughts of me being the one to inflict this harm. But for a lot of parents, they they do have this thought of, I could push my baby's head under the water or I could like leave my baby out in the cold. Like they they have these really intrusive thoughts. And, and, and almost all of the people that have these thoughts report that they don't actually want to harm their baby, but they're still having vivid thoughts of, of doing so. And these thoughts can become really frightening for a parent um, when they're doing something like bathing their baby, driving with them, partaking in, in other activities that present obvious risks. And, and it can cause an almost constant state of paranoia. And and keeping things under control can like take a de debilitating amounts of energy, you know, to stay calm and, and just get through the day. And for obvious reasons, this is a mental experience that that few women tell anybody about out of fear that their baby will be taken away from them. But many don't realize that these thoughts, like I said before, are, are more common than you would expect. There was a study um, that found that between 70 and 100, 100% of new mothers report unwanted intrusive thoughts of infant-related harm. And half of all new mothers have intrusive thoughts about harming their infant on purpose. So again, like these thoughts do not make you a monster. They are just a sign that you are experiencing a very, very treatable psychological condition. And any 
mental health specialists worth their salt will not even think of reporting you. As long as you can honestly acknowledge um, that you find these intrusive thoughts disturbing. That's the key. As, as long as you acknowledge that these thoughts aren't good and they're not things that you would want to do, you're, you're, you're doing fine. It's, it's when you don't realize that these thoughts are bad, um, that's when immediate support is needed. So, so when these intrusive thoughts become consistent and, and are regularly impacting your ability to function, they might actually be a sign of postpartum obsessive compulsive disorder of, of OCD. And, and this can manifest as, you know, obsessive attempts to suppress the intrusive thoughts, you know, for example, like partaking in obsessive rituals that, that you're convinced will prevent any harm from befalling your baby, you know, maybe like constantly praying or constantly checking on your baby. You might avoid triggering situations like bathing the baby or driving with them. Um, and not surprisingly, OCD has been connected to issues with serotonin regulation and elevated levels of oxytocin, which are both hormones that are impacted during pregnancy and the postpartum period. And Obsessions with intrusive thoughts, they can also be triggered by stressful situations and a rapid increase in responsibility, which obviously are both major, major elements of parenthood. Um, and because of these factors, some mental health specialists believe that slight OCD tendencies might be a totally normal byproduct of the postpartum experience and that probably a lot more women have some of these OCD tendencies than, than many realize. Okay, and so with all that said, it's really important to talk a little bit about postpartum psychosis. So this is the rarest but most serious cause of, of those intrusive thoughts. So this condition, it usually consists of an inclination to harm the baby, extreme paranoia, hallucinations and delusions, sleep disturbances, and disorientation. It, it typically shows up about a week after the baby is born. And unlike mothers with conditions like postpartum OCD, those with postpartum psychosis, like I briefly mentioned before, they don't usually realize that they shouldn't be having thoughts of harming their baby. They they don't find the thoughts terrifying or appalling. Um, and this is a situation that, that requires immediate intervention. Um, but if that's not you, if you recognize like, yeah, I'm having these scary thoughts and I really don't like them, I would really like them to go away. Um, and, you know, say these thoughts are limiting your ability to function. The first thing to do is to get support from a perinatal uh, mental health specialist. And what they'll probably do is recommend cognitive behavioral therapy. They, they might, in some situations, recommend medication, you know, if some of these thoughts, you know, are being caused by an issue that, that you might need um, some medication for. And so certainly follow their advice before you try any of the other suggestions I'm going to go over um, as, you know, you deserve the support of, of somebody that can give you really unique um, or, or individualized suggestions based on your unique circumstances. 
And this mental health specialist, they can also do a really great job of helping you normalize, you know, what you're experiencing. And and normalizing this experience um, can provide immense, immense relief. So I really, really recommend seeking out that professional support. And, you know, and with that said, I, I want to acknowledge that summoning the courage to tell someone about your intrusive thoughts might be one of the most challenging things you ever do. Um, but again, the, the good news is that a condition like postpartum OCD, it's no longer seen as like a scarlet letter. Uh, ongoing research is helping us understand that that these conditions, that they are not a sign that someone is like a dangerous miscreant, but but that they're just symptoms exhibited by, you know, perfectly normal humans experiencing completely treatable psychological phenomenon. So there's no shame in, in speaking up and asking and accepting help. Um, and, and in the most extreme cases, again, like in the case of postpartum psychosis, speaking up can potentially save the, the life of, of mother or baby. Um, and so from there, after first seeking that professional support, consider the following. So remember that these thoughts are not real. So one of the only good things about horrific thoughts about your baby is that they're likely a pretty shocking contrast to your other thoughts. And this contrast can make it easier to pinpoint when a thought is intrusive. You know, again, a, a thought that is produced not by by the real you, but by the condition you're navigating, like OCD, anxiety, depression. And this realization, remembering this, can help you separate from the thoughts um, and remember that they are not indications of something that you will do or that you want to do, um, and they are not at all markers of, of how you feel about your baby. Next, write down what is true. So if you start getting lost and all of those scary thoughts, all of the, the horrible things that could happen, really home in on what's actually real by writing it down. So for example, you might write down, I grew and birthed my baby. That wasn't easy. It took strength and courage. I provide a home and nourishment for my baby. I am not broken. These thoughts are not me. These thoughts are not true. I love my baby. That is true. Keep, keep writing until you feel really planted in your truth. Um, you can also bring yourself back to reality by focusing on your five senses. So again, if your mind starts like swirling into all of those like horrible what ifs, you can ask yourself, okay, what do I see? What do I smell? What do I taste? What do I hear? And what do I feel? Like when I touch something, what, what do I feel? Keep listing things that your five senses are experiencing until those, those intrusive thoughts start to, to loosen their grip on you. Um, something else that I think is so crucial is to remind yourself that you are not crazy. When you have intrusive thoughts, you're experiencing a symptom, just like someone with the flu experiences the symptom of a fever often. Um, and just as the flu can strike anyone, intrusive thoughts can strike anyone. So when you have the symptom of intrusive thoughts, continually over and over again, remind yourself that you are a whole amazing, very sane person having an uncomfortable experience, an uncomfortable experience that will pass with the right support. And again, as long as you recognize that the thoughts 
are disturbing and nothing that you should act upon, you're, you're doing fine. Um, so of course, these thoughts aren't fun and they could be a sign of, you know, postpartum OCD, um, an anxiety disorder. Um, and, and so because of that, again, you want to get help. I, I know I'm a broken record with recommending the professional support, but in this situation, seeking a mental health specialist is, is so crucial. Um, finally, you can find a support group. So again, in addition to that one-on-one -on -one care with the mental health specialist, um, leaning into uh, in-person or online support group that's composed of women having similar thoughts and usually somebody that's really qualified in guiding women through, you know, that experience. Um, it can help you feel less alone. It can normalize your experience and, and it can help you develop a deeper understanding of, of what you're going through and gain different perspectives. Um, and to ensure you find a quality support group, you can ask your, the mental health specialist you see for, for recommendations. So, Again, remember that as long as you recognize that those intrusive thoughts are intrusive, that they're scary, that they're nothing you would ever want to act upon, you're, you're fine and, and this too shall pass with the right support. Is pregnancy or early motherhood making you feel other than? Is it triggering all sorts of weird emotional and physical stuff you are sure no one else is going through? If so, get your copy of Asking for a Pregnant Friend, 101 Answers to Questions Women Are Too Embarrassed to Ask About Pregnancy, Childbirth, and Early Motherhood. This book is like the modern-day Dear Abby for pregnant women and new moms who want to get straight yet loving answers to the pregnancy, birth, and mothering questions they're too afraid to ask, those questions that make you blush. You can get your copy of Asking for a Pregnant Friend on Amazon or from Barnes & Noble, Target, and everywhere else books are sold. My guest today is Megan Rudd Van Alstein, PhD. She is a licensed psychologist who specializes in pregnancy, prenatal, and postpartum. And today, Megan and I will be talking about intrusive thoughts during the postpartum period, if they are normal or not, when they're a sign of a problem, and what women can do about them. Hi, Megan. Hi, Bailey. <laughs> Thank you for talking to me about this um, pretty complex topic that obviously, you know, terrifies a lot of women because so many of us don't understand, you know, in, intrusive thoughts and, and what they are. But a lot of times when I start to, to tell women, you know, how they're defined, Almost every new mom that I've talked to has has had these thoughts. So how how would you define intrusive thoughts specifically in regards to that postpartum period? Yeah, um, intrusive thoughts are basically any any thoughts that come usually repetitively. Um, they don't have to be of a negative nature, but they they usually are, um, and that's why they're so. Those are the ones that we find disturbing, right? Um, so they're often violent, um, 
or they often include like sexual themes. So they're the kind of thoughts that are disturbing, um, but they are just thoughts. And it's almost like our brain, the wires in our brain got tripped and it's like a recording going over and over. Um, it doesn't have, it doesn't necessarily have a deeper meaning in most of the time. The deeper meaning is just that we're, we're under more stress than we had been in the past. Well, and that leads me to my next question. So, so what are some reasons that, that moms, new moms in particular, have these intrusive thoughts, you know, a lot of times related to something scary happening to their baby? Um, a lot of things happen in early motherhood, pregnancy, early motherhood. Um, so one of the fun things is that we are, um, we have a new baby and we have a ton more responsibility and it's almost like, uh, it's almost like flipping a maternal switch in a certain way of, um, a lot of, you might say, um, latent things that we carry, like, you know, whether we call it genetic potential or, or whatnot, um, when that switch gets turned on for that mothering, I have more responsibility. I need to take care of this new life and keep it alive. That, that comes with a huge amount of stress that wasn't there previously. And so a lot of a lot of different things, you know, um, most commonly is probably anxiety and then depression. And then there's other things too, that I'll list. Um, they emerge with that extra stress load. They, they are, you know, a part of it or come with it. They're the symptom of feeling that responsibility. Um, not to mention all the different hormonal shifts that happen in that period. Um, that also contributes to different anxiety and, and mood symptoms. Um, the other thing that is a huge contribution is the lack of sleep that most new mothers have experience with being waking up, peri- uh, you know, several times a night mm-hmm. ongoing. Um, so that itself can be, you know, hugely contribute to a lot of different you know, mental, what we call mental health problems, including intrusive thoughts. So the intrusive thoughts might be just intrusive thoughts. Like you might just get the intrusive thoughts or you might um, get them along with um, anxiety, depression, um, OCD, which is the, the, the O part, the obsessive part is the intrusive thought part of OCD. And then the behaviors are a way of trying to like, if I do this behavior, maybe it's, I'm a, my baby's going to get sick if I don't wash my hands. Um, that's the thought. And then the behavior is the hand washing that if it's, you know, frequent many times a day, that's interfering with someone's life or quality of life. Um, then we call it, you know, OCD. Um, it can also come often, um, as part of a PTSD package of symptoms. So the intrusive thoughts might be a specific memory or, or a thought that comes in like, um, flashback or like, it feels like you're reliving it. So that's a little, has a, it's also intrusive thought, but it has a little bit more specific flavor, like the OCD one. And, um, also with, eating disorders. That's another one where we commonly have intrusive thoughts that are usually around food or the body. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
that of course, you know, is very, can be really troubling for the person and um, lead to behaviors that are, you know, reduce a person's quality of life too. Mm -hmm. And the last one that's really common with intrusive thoughts is um, for postpartum moms um, is uh, having a history of a brain injury. Mm -hmm. Um, And so oftentimes the intrusive thoughts, so like a car accident or other kind of like, you know, um, any head injury that includes a big force, um, you know, like a severe concussion or more, um, that can also bring them on, but that would probably be more associated with the head injury and not come up later. Mm-hmm. I know that when I had these, my thoughts were more concerned about not necessarily myself inflicting harm on the baby, but like, for example, thinking about like pushing him down the street in the stroller and having the thought, if we just like walked off the curb, we'd get hit by a car and we'd die. And, you know, thoughts like that. But then I know that I've talked to a lot of women that are horrified by thoughts of being the one to inflict the harm. For example, like during a bath, like, oh, wow, I could just like hold the baby underwater and I could drown the baby. And they you know, are, are terrified by these thoughts. So I guess my question is, you know, should the women that are having thoughts like that be more, be more worried or is that actually pretty normal? I think it's really normal. Yeah. And, um, it's of course disturbing, you know, to oneself to have that kind of thought. And then, so we had to remember that these are just thoughts, So when you start, if, you know, if you have confidence that like, I'm not going to do this action, like this thought might come again and again, and I hate it when it comes, but it's just a thought and I'm not going to act on it. The, the only, if the only time where we want to, um, where the thoughts are a concern, meaning you know, in the examples that I gave before, you know, those are times where the thoughts are so um, impacting the life so much that you want to get help. Mm -hmm. Just intrusive thoughts doesn't mean that you need to get, you know, therapeutic help. Mm -hmm. Um, If you are feeling like I might do this, or you've taken steps part, you know, toward that end, then that that is another sign that you want to get some help. Um, if you're, if you don't have confidence that this is just a thought and I'm never, I would never do this. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know the exact percentage, but by and large, most people have intrusive thoughts that are just thoughts that they know they would never, you know, that horrify themselves and they know they would never act on. Mm -hmm. Um, that's the majority of the cases, um, super common. Mm -hmm. Um, whether it's someone else is going to, you know, something's going to happen to my baby, right. Or that I'm going to do something, you know, to my baby, or I could do something to my baby mm-hmm. or, you know, those, what if mm-hmm. kind of thoughts. Um, yeah. And thinking about like going into the, what I understand is the pretty rare, um, condition of postpartum psychosis. Can you talk a little bit about what it would look like if that was actually what the woman was, was experiencing as postpartum psychosis. Yeah. So it is, it is rare, but it of course happens. Um, 
So in any cases of extreme anxiety or depression, um, you know, we can have a psycho, a psychotic break or a psychosis where we are experiencing things that, um, hallucinations or things that are, we think are real or that we see through our senses or hear through our ears that aren't really, um, you know, there that other people can't see or hear, or that are just not true. Um, they tend to have a nature that is a bit outlandish, but when one is having them, they do not seem outlandish. Um, in that case, if you can kind of, well, it's, this is tricky. Like in part, you have to rely on the people around you. I would share, always share what, what you're having, like the thoughts that you're experiencing, or if you're experiencing um, sounds or, or visual things, like share what is going on and the people around you are going to give you the feedback of what, whether that is, you know, happening or not when we're in it, it's really hard. So if, if ever you were in a position where you're like, this is, this is what, you know, I have to do something violent to my child, whenever that's the case, that's a time to seek help. Mm -hmm. So would you say, you know, if a woman is having these intrusive thoughts, but her like first reaction is, oh my God, that's disturbing. I don't like that thought. I don't want to do that. Then that's typically, would be a sign that she's not experiencing postpartum psychosis, but just intrusive thoughts because of potentially the things you listed, like anxiety, depression, OCD. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, so if, you know, these thoughts, again, if the woman again recognizes that she would not act on these, you know, she's not experiencing postpartum psychosis, but if, you know, the intrusive thoughts are impacting her quality of life, what are some things that you would recommend? Like what would be the next steps for her in regards to working through it, you know, potentially seeking professional support or just doing things, you know, in her own life to, to work through it. Yeah. The big things are, um, you know, I thought this, when I, when I had my, um, first child, I thought this was a total joke because it it kind of is, Um, so self-care is really important, like sleeping, you know, eating regularly, getting enough water, moving your body a little bit, having a social support network, like all those things are really critical for any human to do well. And when we have a newborn, especially in how our culture is structured with the nuclear family and most of the responsibility being on one human, which is the mom, Mm -hmm. it's, we're really not even designed to handle this much stress. So, and historically this hasn't been the case. Um, so Self-care is, I'm going to put that out there and with the full knowledge that that is not always a choice for women with newborns or infants, mm-hmm. um, but striving toward that as much as possible. Um, so that's always like the first layer of care, like making sure that, you know, or attempting that that, you know, is in place. Then um, if they, if the intrusive thoughts are um, like maybe not letting up or getting more frequent or more intense or more disturbing or, or advancing in the fantasy, you know, like the nature of the violence of the fantasy, then basically if it's impacting the quality of life of the person and not something that you can just ignore, which is the prescription is just ignore it, 
and then move on with your day. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if that isn't seeming possible, then you need help. And most people do need more support in that phase, whether they have intrusive thoughts or not. Um, so anything like including, um, support groups for moms and talking support groups that encourage talking about one's experience and also, um, of course, getting, um, someone to talk to a therapist, Mm -hmm. um, they can really help, you know, work on and reduce those intrusive thoughts Mm -hmm. and probably support you in a lot of other ways too. Mm -hmm. Um, medication might be a part of that, um, antidepressants, um, and it might not be a part of it. Um, they, and then the other part is, um, there's lots of different kinds of therapy and lots of different kinds of therapy would work for intrusive thoughts. Um, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy is one that would like really directly, um, work to, to reduce those thoughts or at least change one's relationship to them. Mm-hmm. And so, so for women that are interested in taking that next step in seeking, you know, support from a mental health specialist, what would be some tips you have for finding somebody that they really connect with that doesn't make them feel judged? They feel really safe to share. How would you tell a woman to at least begin going about finding somebody like that? Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a lot of different ways and and sometimes it is hard to find a therapist, especially these days, um, with so much going on in the world, I would ask around like in your, you know, your network of people and see if there's any good referrals there. Um, you can of course go online and there's different websites. Um, the one that I know of that it's the most like, the biggest one is psychology today, but there's lots of different ones out there. You can search for different criteria, see if people work with postpartum, see if people work with women, see if people work with, you know, whatever it is. Um, and then call a couple people and even talking to someone on the phone for a couple minutes, you'll know if, you know, you feel good about them. You may, you trust them intuitively or if they're rubbing you the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And so don't just go with your first person unless that feels like a great fit. Um, you know, you are the client and you need to find someone that works for you. And finally, you know, what would you say to, to women that, say, you know, I, I want to share about these intrusive thoughts, but I'm so afraid that somebody will report me that my baby will be taken away from me. What, what would you say if that's a fear a woman has? Um, no, that, that is a good question. Um, and, and I might even add to that, like, what if people think I'm crazy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you have to, you know, hopefully you have someone in your life who's close to you, who you trust with your feelings, whether that's a, a good friend or a partner um, or maybe, a, you know, a parent or a parent-like person in your life. Um, and also someone who you know is really, is not going to give you a knee-jerk reaction, basically. Um 
And then also talking to professionals that work with mothers and babies, because everyone that works with mothers and babies knows that this is uh, par for the course. Um, if it makes you feel better, say, of course, I will never do this. And um, I'm concerned about you reporting me, but, you know, I know it's just a thought. So you don't, you, you can talk about it. So the person knows that, you know, you are, you know, in that place with it. Um, and if you're in that place with it, you're, you are, um, what am I trying to say? You are definitely in a healthy enough range to work with your intrusive thoughts in that it's not going to be something that you're going to do something irrational. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much. I know this is going to be really supportive for women that have these intrusive thoughts. I just read a statistic and it was a fairly recent study that came out that was showing that almost a hundred percent of new moms have some form of intrusive thoughts. So it is so common and hopefully something that, that people start talking more about. So I really appreciate your time. Thank you, Megan. Yeah. Thank you so much, Bailey. It's been really fun. If you can like, subscribe, comment, that would be so incredibly helpful. That will allow me to keep providing this content for you guys. All right. Love you. Are you newly pregnant and overwhelmed by the prospect of navigating this journey? Are you hoping to find calm, empowerment, and transformation, but don't know how to make that happen? Enter the book, Feng Shui Mommy, Creating Balance and Harmony for Blissful Pregnancy, Childbirth, and Motherhood. This book is a holistic companion for pregnant women who wish to awaken their spirit, harness the true potential of their mind, and nourish their body before, during, and after childbirth. This book provides in-depth guidance through all four trimesters, offering specific suggestions for mind, body, and spirit nourishment. It allows mothers to welcome delight and curiosity into the journey while embracing each phase with purpose and calm, and even a sense of fun. You can get your copy from Amazon or from Barnes & Noble, Target, and everywhere else books are sold.